Does doing cardio on an empty stomach really burn more fat? And does doing cardio in the morning speed up your metabolism all day? Today on Body Performance. I'm Steve Carano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast offering accurate information about weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding, helping you reach your goals so you can have the body you've always wanted. A lot of people are asking me, hey, Steve, if I do cardio in the morning, will it speed up my metabolism all day? And the answer is absolutely not. An elevated metabolism is when your heart is beating fast and you're running out of breath, like a fat person who takes a flight of stairs. You get to the top of the staircase and you're fine. The fat person gets to the top of the staircase. They're breathing hard. They're wheezing. They can't catch their breath and their heart rate is elevated. That is an increased metabolism. When you are done exercising, your metabolism, your heart rate, slows down relatively fast. As a matter of fact, when you're in better shape, your metabolism slows down even faster. That's an indication that your body is able to recover from exercise quickly. When you can't recover from exercise quickly, like the fat person taking the stairs, that means you're out of shape. And actually, when you are in great shape, your heart rate slows down. Your breaths per minute slows down. So when you're in great shape, your metabolism actually slows down. So I don't know how this myth of you exercise in the morning and your metabolism will be sped up all day long occurs. Again, your heart rate and breathing go down quickly. Then your body temperature begins to decrease. That probably takes a while because if you've done any cardio for any significant amount of time, 20, 30, 40 minutes, you're beginning to burn fat. And that causes your body to generate heat as well. So when you step off the treadmill or you're done running and you're still sweating, you're sitting inside, it's air conditioned, you're still sweating, you jump in the shower, you're still sweating, you can't cool down, that's because your body is breaking down fat and utilizing it as an energy source to help replace some of the lost energy or utilized energy during your cardio. So this is why it might take you 20 or 30 minutes to cool down, but your metabolism returns to its normal rate relatively fast. So that is a myth. But if you wanted to split hairs, I guess you could say that the metabolism is elevated for 30 minutes after a cardio workout because it is breaking down fats to replenish the lost energy you just used during your cardio session. But that doesn't last very long. Once that finishes, your body temperature will return to normal and your quote-unquote metabolism will return to where it was. Do cardio whenever you want. It makes no difference. Does not eating before doing cardio burn more fat? The answer is no. And I'm going to sort of answer this sort of in a roundabout way. Sugar is needed to help burn fat completely in the cells. Without sugar, the body converts fats to ketones, which is not a great energy source if, 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 if you perform at high levels. If you're just walking around the mall and just sort of phoning it in at the gym and just sort of lazily going through your workouts week after week after week, yeah, you're not going to notice a big difference. But if you ever notice somebody who's on a low-carb diet, they kind of get cranky, their memory begins to fade, they kind of run out of juice, and all of a sudden then they're craving sugars. That's the indication that a low-carb diet isn't the best diet if you're performing at high levels. 
If you've ever seen or heard about long-distance runners or triathletes hit the wall, they bonk. Why is that? These are great athletes. They're running. They're doing 26 miles. And all of a sudden, they hit the wall and fall out. This is because they run out of sugar. Now, they're aerobic, and they've got plenty of fat on them to run 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 miles. But they run out of sugar, and this is why they hit the wall. We've all heard about endurance athletes carb-loading before a big race, whether it's a day or two beforehand, they're eating pastas, they're eating fruits in order to supersaturate their muscles with sugar or glycogen. And then, during the actual event, they have to consume a little bit of carbohydrates or sugar during the event while they're exercising in order to tap into those additional fat reserves. So even if they carb-load before the activity depending on how long it is and depending on how intense it is, they might still have to ingest a little bit of carbohydrates with the fluids they're taking so they don't run out of sugar and they don't bonk. Because again, sugar and fats are burned side by side in the muscle. Nobody is ever completely 100% aerobic. You are never 100% burning fat and you are never 100% burning sugar. It's a slight trade-off, and the percentages change. But you can see how significant it is if you don't have enough sugar and you're exercising with significant intensity. This brings me back to the question at hand. If you do cardio on an empty stomach in the morning, will you burn more fat? And the answer is probably not. Or, let me say this, no, you won't unless you leap out of bed and you decide to do a marathon right there before you go to work. Because it's just not that intense enough. It is just not that taxing on the body. You are not drawing on your fat reserves to the point where you're going to need some additional sugar to then burn those fat reserves. Get up, jump on the treadmill, go to the gym, do your 30 or 45 minutes of cardio. That's great. If you said, hey, Steve, what would the best thing be to do? I would say, have a piece of fruit, have a piece of toast, get something in your stomach. That way you get a little bit of sugar running through your bloodstream. But if you tell me, hey, Steve, I can't eat anything before I do cardio. I get it. Neither can I. So I would say do it on an empty stomach. It just is not that big a deal. Again, if you're starting a race at 8 o'clock in the morning, yeah, you better be carb loading the night before. And I would have something to drink on my one-hour drive or my hour before I went to the race. But if you're just doing cardio just to get in shape, don't even think about it. Don't even worry about it. And don't let some asshole tell you you're not burning fat or you're going to be burning more fat if you do it on an empty stomach. As a follow-up to that, ever finish a workout, ever finish a run and go, man, I am craving sugar like a madman. This is typically because you've used up a lot of muscle glycogen. There isn't a lot of glycogen left in the liver and you are craving something sweet. You're not hungry. There's a difference between being hungry and craving something sweet. Craving something sweet is your body's way of telling you you need some sugar, whether that's a piece of cake, piece of candy, piece of cookie, something like that, or just some type of sugary drink like Gatorade or a couple sips of a Coke. This is why I tell people if you are training with a lot of intensity and you're watching what you're eating, you might get to the point where after a workout, you need something sweet in order to replace your glycogen stores in order to recover faster so you're ready for the next day's workout. And the best thing to do is have something sugary or sweet to drink since 
eating something sugary takes more time for it to digest. But this is only for people who are training hard, watching what they're eating, and training on a consistent basis. This is not for the average guy or woman who are trying to lose weight. And, in, and even if you are, after you're done training and you're like, God damn, I am really, I'm just craving something sweet. Oh my God. Have a couple ounces of a Coke. Have a couple ounces of Gatorade or some type of fruit juice. It's not going to kill you. It's going to help quell that craving so you don't eat everything in the refrigerator trying to satisfy yourself. Then you eat dinner thinking you're healthy, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the week, you haven't lost any weight or you've put on a pound or two. Now let's talk about the movie or the documentary, Supersize Me. It was made by Morgan Spurlock back in 2004, and he is a documentary filmmaker, and he's made a bunch of other documentaries since then. Some of them have been pretty good. Supersize Me is a little biased, and it's rather inaccurate. Basically, the concept was he was going to go to McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 30 days, and he would have to eat there and no place else. But then there was one aspect of his documentary that didn't mirror or actually reflect real life. When somebody at the counter said, can I supersize that for you? He made the parameters that he would say yes, and then he would force feed himself to eat everything that was ordered. Now, this is not real life. If somebody says, you want twice as many pork chops as you ordered, you don't go, yeah. And even if you did say, sure, I'll take them, you would stop eating once you were full. You wouldn't force feed yourself like the Nathan's hot dog eating champion. But that's what he did for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He ignored common sense, he ignored his body, and he ignored his satiation point, the point where his body is saying, you're satisfied, you're done, you don't need to eat anymore. In the end, he ends up gaining 24 pounds after 30 days, and his cholesterol goes through the roof, his lipids and triglycerides go through the roof, and then he makes a big stink about how unhealthy McDonald's is or how unhealthy fast food is. Hey, no shit, Sherlock. Thanks. We didn't need your documentary to tell us that or prove it to us. But what's interesting is, is that nobody thought or remembered or took into consideration, wow, this guy's ordering more food than he normally eats, and then when he orders it, he eats it all. That should make sense even to the unsophisticated and people who aren't typically experts in weight loss and fitness. Because when people eat, they usually are aware of what they're eating. So they'll say, man, I had a big lunch. I'll watch what I eat at dinner. Or I didn't eat much at lunch. I'm going to have a, a nice dinner. But he gained 24 pounds in 30 days. That's about 84,000 extra calories. So if you divide that by 30 days... That's 2,800 extra calories a day on top of what he was normally eating. So he basically was force-feeding himself another 2,800 calories. Now, if he was a professional athlete, a bodybuilder, an Olympian, a sumo wrestler, yeah, no problem. He probably wouldn't have gained any weight. As a matter of fact, there were two or three or four people who ate nothing but McDonald's, but they exercised and they lost 10 pounds to prove that his documentary was inaccurate. Now, it did make him $22 million, so I guess the truth has its price. But my point about this is it doesn't matter what you eat to lose weight. As long as you eat less, you will lose weight, less than what you are typically eating. Is a healthy diet required to lose weight? No, it's not. 
Will a healthy diet make you healthier if you lose weight on it? Yes. But you can also gain weight on a healthy diet too. Again, it's still calories in, calories out. But a healthy diet is always best. A healthy diet will help you lose weight faster. And a healthy diet will also help you prevent from regaining the weight you've lost. And finally, let me give you a tip if you're a bodybuilder or somebody who likes lifting weights and you do standing barbell curls. Yeah, I'm going to give you advice on how to do a standing barbell curl. What the fuck? Yeah, let me tell you how to do it. Most people put one foot in front of the other. The problem with this is it automatically puts weight on your front foot. It unbalances you before you begin to curl the weight. Then when you begin to curl the weight, that weight plus the weight you have on your front foot, brings your center of gravity forward and unfortunately makes you lose your balance and you can't lift as much weight. I understand why people are doing it. They're doing it to help support themselves. But what you really need to do is stand with your feet even. The hamstrings then tighten up, the weight is distributed evenly on your feet, and your center of gravity is centered over your feet. So as you curl the weight upwards, your weight is not leaning forward. Your body is not already on the front foot. And then when you curl the weight, that doesn't add more weight to it. Therefore, by standing straight up, you're able to flex the hamstrings, the back, the traps, the shoulders, allowing you to curl more weight, building bigger biceps, and giving you bigger arms. As always, I appreciate you listening. If you have any questions, hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. Remember, there is no easy way, but there is a right way. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance. 